Good morning. Welcome to church. Merry Christmas. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. We got to get to your questions and comments soon today. All right. So whatever's on your mind, I want to hear about it. And good morning, everybody here again. Merry Christmas. Christmas. It's, It's amazing that it's Christmas time again. This year went by just like that. It just rolled by like nighty going north. But it's here. And uh, I really hope everybody have a great Christmas. And thank you so much for your support of Bond, of the church, of the events we had this year. I really, really appreciate it. It's been like, it's been an amazing year. I've learned a lot. I learned a lot from other people. The one thing I like about doing what I do, I deal with a whole bunch of different kind of people around the world. And I learn a lot from the people. I learn what not to do. I learn what to do. And so as I'm teaching, I'm being taught. And I really like that a lot. So I'm grateful for that. Uh, what else? It's been an amazing year. <laughs> really, really amazing. And I hope that it's been amazing for you guys, too, and ladies. Um, so my biblical question this week was, how do you see God? Did you hear about that? How do you see God? And since it's Christmas time, I thought maybe we'll focus on God. Do you mind talking about God? Okay. Some people don't like God because they've been beat up with God thing. But we need to talk about him. And it's important that you see him in the right way. And not like what you've been told, but in the right way. Um, Let me see. Maybe I'll do it this way. I think what I want to do first, let me ask this. Uh, How do you see God? I want to know right here. You're a Christian, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is Christmas time, so we're reflecting. It's going to be lightweight today. It's going to be fun. No yelling. (laughs) No yelling, just relax and talk about God. How do you see him? Um, well, invisible. He's invisible. He's invisible? Well, I can't actually see him with you my eyes. You see him invisible? Uh, well, I can see him. You know, I can see things that you know, have life in them uh-huh. uh, that man cannot duplicate. So those things are you know, of God. And um, in my prayers, in my prayers... Um, in meditations, um, you know, I, you know, see, I guess I do see him with, you know, with spiritual eyes. Um, you see him with what? I guess, you know, in <laughs> spiritual eyes. Is there such a thing? <laughs> so. you, I guess I do see him with spiritual eyes. Is eyes. there such a thing? Yes, because you know, like when I pray, I'm, t- I'm talking said, to him. I guess him. I do see him with spiritual eyes, if there is such a thing. Yeah, spiritual eyes, if there is such a thing as spiritual eyes. You're not sure there is such a thing as spiritual eyes? Well, um, I just said that. <laughs> I just said that. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't have any big meaning behind it. So how do you see him? Uh, have you ever thought about that? Not really. You never thought about that? No. And now that I've asked, how do you see him? How do I see him? Um, can I come back later after I think about it? Yes. Okay, thank you. Yeah, because right now I have to really think about that. Otherwise, I'm, I'll take up too much time here. Oh, okay, we're not in a hurry. Oh, but still somebody else may okay. be ready. <laughs> Let's go right here. How do you see God? Uh-huh. I have see, you, did you a, listen to my show? Today? This week. Uh, oh, yes. You did? Some of, some of them. Did you hear me say how I saw him? How I see no. him. Oh, okay. No. How do you see God? Well, I see God as a spirit. He's a spirit. You and see I, him as a spirit. Yeah, he's that, a creator. My my creator. Uh huh. And he may. Uh, I don't know. He's. I see him as a kind, loving God. You do? Yes, I do. You see God as a kind, loving God, a forgiving God, and. Uh, what he's done in my life, I could see that he's helped me a lot. Right. Even with financial problems. And uh, You see him as a money bank? N- well... As Bank uh, of America? 
What is no, it kidding. in the Bible? He says. See, we got to have fun and relax in today. In the Bible, it says that uh, not to. I don't remember the whole wording, but it said uh, to think, uh, not to think that you're poor or something. That you're rich and you have. Yeah. You you just ask for it and he gives it to you, and so. Uh, so you the, see him as a loving God. You provider. see him as a God that meet your needs. Right. And you see him as what else? Uh, uh, forgiving God. A forgiving God, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Had you thought about that before today? Well, when I heard you in the radio talk, I, I've oh. been thinking about it. Oh, good. And That's good. Because I never thought of God before. And, and now I wonder, you know, I wonder. And, and when you look at the mountains and everything, yeah. you know there's a God. Because he's creating every day. You think he created the mountains? Well, I think he had something to do with it. It didn't come from an earthquake? <laughs> that, well, no, the I'm earthquakes. Kidding. No, I'm, no I'm, I think I'm we joking. did. <laughs> How do you see God? As like a father. Um, and as she said, like a provider. Um, he provides what's needed and the times that it's needed. Um, he's merciful and merciless. If you ask me... Um, He's just, when I was younger, it's funny because I used to have conversations with God, and I used to be like, when I'm going through bad things, I'm like, why is this happening? And then as soon as I get out of it, I'll be like, my nigga, you know, like when I was talking about God, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but like, he's, he's just always there for you, no matter what, you know. That's cool. How do you see him? Um, I'm not sure. It's always been like, uh. You know, there's somebody you can look up and beg, and then if he feels like it, he'll look throw, up and what? Look up and beg for something. And beg for something? Yeah, and then he'll decide <laughs> if he'll throw it at you or he doesn't. <laughs> but amazing. Um, uh, I'm starting to like. Uh, I, I all I'm learning is all the ideas of how I always seen him has a. It hasn't been real. So, uh, and. Recently, I realized that um, my mistake was thinking of God as like a separate entity living outside of me. So now it's more like I relax and I look for him inside in a sense that um, just keeping my eyes on myself, I can see his work. That's the only way I can kind of um, uh, recognize him once in a while. But So you than, recognize him by... by Keep your eyes on yourself? Yeah, I recognize his work and his, yeah. And uh, what is it about yourself that make you see God? It's like uh, my reactions, my, I mean, uh, not that I see him, I, I can just tell how he wants me to be. So if I get a glance of uh, myself being a certain way, mm-hmm. I just see him. Had you thought about that before I brought it up? How do I see I ha- God? I haven't heard you, honestly. Right. But yeah. before I asked the question. Oh, I kind of did okay. recently because it's been like when I do experience like peace, I'm like it's nothing from outside I found, you know. Oh, okay. All right. Um, how do you see God? Hold on for the mic there, yes. That's a good question. I never really thought about that. Um, it's so amazing, too, because a whole lot of Christians don't think about that. I've just recently started to think about it. How do I see him? And it's interesting in that being children of God, we don't examine these type of things. We just go through life believing that we or thinking that we know, or, and we really don't until it's put upon us to answer that. But most people don't think about that. Yeah, like when you you talk to God, you know, like you look in the sky, and you know, he's there. But to really think about how do you see him? Is he someone over you, like a mentor? Is he like reassuring you? I am here for you. Are you looking him in the face? It's a good question. I don't think I know how to answer that. Right on. I'll be honest with you. I know he's there. I know he's my father. Um, but I don't. No, I can answer that honestly. Very good. I, uh, when I was a kid, I grew up, some of you know, I grew up in Alabama on a plantation. 
and we had to walk everywhere or ride the horse or go in the wagon. You ever went to church in a wagon? Like the hillbillies. <laughs> and, uh, but as a kid, they would tell us, whatever you want from God, just ask him and he'll do it. And so as a kid, <clears throat> I believed that and didn't doubt it because they said it, the adults said it. And so there would be days I would be walking down the road and it was like clear blue sky, beautiful day. And I'm like, all right. I, I remember I asked God, if you are really God, if there is a God, and this was during revival time. And, and I said that, and I used to pray for my soul to be saved because we have revival meetings. And you hear the adults say, pray that your soul be saved and all that. And so I remember walking down the road and I said to God, if I have prayed enough where my soul is saved, let it rain. No rain, no cloud, no nothing, right? And right away it started raining. But it was raining down the road. It didn't rain on me. It just rained down the road and then it stopped. Isn't that something? And so I did it one more time another day. I'm like, all right. Uh, if, there, if there's a God, let it thunder in the west. No, no rain, no nothing. And it's thunder just like that. I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. And so what, the, the, the more to the story that I had faith, I didn't doubt at all. And because I didn't doubt, it happened. Isn't that amazing? So there is a God, but we got to know how we see him. We got to have a real relationship with him. And that's why I'm asking this. And it's Christmas time. And so we need to talk about him a little bit. I appreciate your response to that. Thank you. How, how, do, how do you see him, Esteban? I see him as kind of like guidance. Like whenever I have a question and I don't know, you know what to do, he kind of guides me. Oh, okay. Yeah. How, how do you see him? Well, the Bible says no man has seen God, but we have seen Christ. And as we become imitators of Christ, we could see God. So how do you see him? When somebody... So you don't see him yet? With physical eyes? Like something that's happened to you, it's happened to me. But with fire. I prayed the same thing with heat, and it happened. So how do you see God? Just how I said, no man has physically seen God, the uh, spirit, but because we have seen Christ, if we become, become imitators of Christ, then you'll see God in us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I had, uh, anybody else want to respond to that? Okay, right here. And I want to ask Francisco how, it's going to be interesting, how he sees God. <laughs> yes. God how do you is, see him? God is my daddy. Your daddy? Yep. And what does that look like? It's actually pretty amazing because I grew up without an earthly father, so I can't explain it, but it's, uh, it's just cool. So you can't explain what that looked like? I feel like if I would have to explain it uh, with, with words, I feel like I'm a little girl sitting on his lap anytime I want to. Oh, Okay. Interesting. How do you see him, Francisco? And then I want you to turn to John 3.3. 3. Um, I, I kind of thought about it, and, you know, I, I don't know if he's ever spoken to me. I'm not sure. I don't know if I've ever seen him. I don't know him. Um, kind of like the father that I've never seen. Kind of like what? Like a father that I have never seen or don't know. I know of people who have seen him and people who have talked with him. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Interesting. Um, read, go to John 3, 3 for me and read that. Yeah. Oh, you want, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I think, How do you see him? I think before I answer that, I just uh, want to say that I think kids should be taught you know, that, that God is love and he's watching out for them. Why do you think that? Because as a Catholic boy growing up, you know, and going to Catholic school and stuff, I, I, um, I learned about God being a punisher also of evil people and that the punishment was forever in hell and all that. As I started to sin, I remembered those, you know, um, 
yeah. those words and uh you know it freaked me out my whole life you know pretty much that i you know then i more or less i saw him more as a prosecutor and as someone waiting to you know destroy you for being sinful you know and uh so how do you see him now i'm working out of that but um uh that he's always had my back, even when I didn't think he did, you know, and um, and brought me through things that uh, I may not have gotten through by myself. And so, you know, I see him more on a um, looking out for me type of thing, as as I said, that kids should be taught, you know, early on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Can you read uh, John 3, 3 for me? This is so good. Yes, sir. You have your... Hand for us. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. How do you see him? Uh, I used to be terrified of God, but God, we're hitting all around it here, but God is your two words, best friend. Oh, so you see him as your best friend. What does that look like? What does it look like? It looks like he's there for you all the time. He answers your prayers and the prayers that he doesn't answer come later. Oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. Um, I think when he was talk, talk, at first I didn't know, but it's almost like when I look back on my life, and even when I wasn't, like, kind of just was out there and I didn't know about God or I was just doing my own thing, it's almost like he's still... He was still watching out for me, and he brought me through things, even if I wasn't always so aware. And so when you do the examination, you go like, wow, he really took care of me. That's why it's good to reflect. It is good to, it is very good to yeah, reflect. Absolutely. And so then, you know, it's almost like he had a plan, and he never let me go. Even though I was not always, oh, Lord, you know, like so holy. But that's when you why were I a bad girl. When I was a bad girl, right? Bad girl. Bad girl. <laughs> Talking about the bad girl. Yeah, when I was a bad girl. Yeah. Um, he still, it's almost <laughs> like. Sure when I was a bad boy, he was there. That's, that's so amazing. Right. And he, it's almost like he has a plan for you, but you. Yeah. it's good to reflect on it because you don't really know how awesome he is in your life until you reflect back and see how bad you were and how out yeah. of it you were. And anything could have happened to you, but it didn't. And then he brought you through. It's amazing when you reflect on what you've gone through and what he brought you through and all that mess we were doing. And I'm like thinking, wow, that's weird. Because if I was God, I wouldn't protect me. <laughs> you know, if I was God looking down and I saw Jesse, except with all that stuff he was doing, I would not like Jesse. But it's amazing that he loved us like that. He bring us through all that stuff. And at the time you're going through it, you don't think about him being with you. You know, you're just out there doing your thing. And then when you feel guilty, you think like, oh, God is getting me, right? How do you see God in the white shirt? Um, oh, there's a mic with her. Okay. Um, how do I see God? Uh-huh. I see God in every one of us just because of the life that we have. You see him in every one of us? Yeah, I see him especially in me. For the life that I have. You see him in this guy right here? Yes, everybody. Oh, the fact man. that you got life, that's We're a special in trouble. thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I know. That's cool. This your first time here? Yes, it is. Okay, welcome, man. Thank you. Yeah, welcome. Um, read first John, I mean John 3, uh, starting with 1 through 8. There was one of the Pharisees called Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews, who came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for one, no one could perform the signs that you do unless God were with him. Jesus answered, In all truth I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said, How can anyone who is already old be born? Is it possible to go back into the womb again and be born? Jesus replied, in all truth, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born through water and the spirit, which is born of human nature is human. What is born of the spirit is spirit. 
Do not be surprised when I say you must be born from above. Finish that. The wind blows where it pleases. You can hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. So, isn't that so good? In order to see him in the right way, you must be born again. You were born of the flesh. You come through your parents, the mother and all that. And that, unless you're born again, you're not really seeing him the way you should be seen. And so what happens is you read about him, you study about him. And so if the scriptures say, oh, God is loving, God is kind, God is merciful, God is whatever, right? And so what happens is the intellect causes you to start saying that that's how you see God. And it's not really seeing him. It's just repeating what the scriptures said about him. You know, like if I read about Martin Luther King Jr., right? And in the scriptures it said Martin Luther King Jr. was a civil rights leader. He fought for whatever. And so I read that, and now I have this intellectual image of Martin Luther King, but never met him. And someone said, well, how do you see Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.? I would be like, oh, he was a civil rights leader. He was uh, whatever. He was wonderful. But I never met the man, so I really don't know the man. So I really don't see him in the right way. It's just intellectual. And that's why it's so important, it's so important to not, when you read things or you hear things, to let it go because when you hold on to them, the intellect set you up and give you a false sense of who God is. It doesn't really allow you to see him in the way that he is. And so you never really have a relationship with him. Because what the Bible says about him is true, but you still can't see him unless you are born again. I, and born again is something that human beings cannot make happen. You cannot make yourself be born again. Your preacher can't do it. Your mama can't do it. Your daddy can't do it. Money can't do it. It's something that comes on its own. He draws us unto him. Unto him. And that's how it happened. And I have to honestly tell you, over the last 28 years, I finally see him as my father. I really do. And I see him... And so when I say I see him as a father, I'm not like um, I'm not like walking around thinking see him as a father. But there's something in me that know that he is my father. And but that didn't happen until I returned to my earthly father. And once I returned to him and he and I became one and it developed that father and son relationship. And, and that father and son relationship was nothing like what I thought a father and son relationship would be. When I returned to my father, my earthly father, it's as though I was made whole again. I was myself again. That void that I had, that emptiness, that deep down yearning for something disappeared because returning to my earthly father fulfilled that emptiness. And then through my earthly father, I return to God. And, and that's what salvation is all about. Salvation is about, you know, you say, you say, you hear people say, oh, I've been saved. So what have you been saved from? Drugs, alcohol, and all that. That's not salvation. You can go downtown to a program and stop drinking, but you start using something else. I, I see him as a father. I, it's like I'm protected by him. And protection is the wrong word. It's like I know, you know, it's like I know that my father is with me. And it's not something I have to think about. It's like my soul has reconnected to his soul. And I know that he doesn't punish me. He doesn't uh, judge me. He doesn't, um, that guilt that I used to get was guilt that was coming from my other father, the devil. He would make me judge myself. But I had been told that God judges, so I thought God would judge me, and I would beat myself up. But he is like a real father on earth should be. You know, and the reason that most people don't know what that's like with him, because most people have not been raised with a father. 
even if they had one in a home, he wasn't a perfect example of God. He wasn't a son of God, an example of a son of God. So you didn't have that relationship with him. And so because of that, it's hard to imagine what it's like to have a relationship with the creator. Because most people don't know what it is to have a relationship with their earthly father. Our earthly father represent Christ. We are the Christ on earth. And we're to love God with all our heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else. So when we get married and have children, we can watch over the children in the right way. You just kind of, a father just kind of, I, I remember my grandfather. My grandfather never really, like, where you been? What you been doing? You know, put on a jacket, uh, come out of the cold. Um, he was just kind of there, you know, and he was an example. And when he had to do some correction, it just took a few words and you're back in order. Uh, it's like that with God, with the creator. If, if you deviate a little bit, you just know you're deviating and you're back in order without even thinking about it. And you know that he loved you because there's no emptiness anymore. There's no void. There's no doubt. There's no worries. There's, there, are, there are no concern about what other people think about you. There, there's no concern about being rich or poor. Never mind the color. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. You stop thinking about those things when you return to the Father. And you just live your life. You really just get up and live knowing that your father is with you. And he's different than having a mother. Normal fathers are not like mothers. You know what I'm saying? Mothers are protective. They don't want you to fall down. They don't want you to be cold. They don't want you to, you know, they watch over you, but it's the wrong way to watch over you. That's why we need fathers and families so that he can add a little space there let you go through all the stuff you got to go through growing up, make mistakes, fall off the bridge. I remember once, and then I saw a hand. I'll get to you. I remember once we had this big oak tree in the yard. And I used to always climb that tree, right, as a kid. And I, one day my grandmother was sitting on the porch, and I went up this tree, and she's like, boy, you better get down out of that tree before you fall and break your neck. But I went up the tree anyway, and I fell out the tree. It had these beet roots on it. It was an oak tree. And I started crying. And she was like, shut up. I don't want to hear it. I told you to stay down. And I just stopped crying. She didn't baby me or anything, right? She had warned me not to do it. That's how our father is. He allowed us to see not to do this. But if you do it and you fall out the tree, he, I told you not to do it. But you learn from it and you keep going. He's not going to make you feel badly about it at all. He's just kind of there, and he loves us, and his love guides us. It's so nice. But you got to be born again. You must be born again. It's just not going to happen just because you read the Bible or just because you go to church. You must be born again. And being born again is not going down to the front of the church, confessing Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It doesn't work that way. Only he can do it. Isn't that something? And when it happens, you know that it happened. It's so amazing. Yes, ma'am. So when you were talking about being, you know, all the stuff you don't worry and stuff. So it's being saved, being saved from those things. Yes. It's being whole. That's a very good question. When you are born again, when you are born again, all fear, all doubt, all worries, all insecurities, all whatever you have disappear because it's not in his nature. And so you have returned to his nature, which is your nature, your true self. We, we are a, we, the real us, the real we is him. We have his nature. So we return to that and start living from that. And because his love is perfect love, all those things disappear. Can you imagine living a life of no fear, no worries, no doubt? It's so interesting. It reminds me of a kid where you don't have to worry about anything because your parents got your back, right? You don't, you don't get up in the morning thinking, whoa, what am I going to have for breakfast? It's just you know that the parents got the breakfast for you. It's like that. The void that you have disappear, and with that, 
all these stuff we got going on disappear. If someone hates you, you still love them because you don't think not to love them. And love just means don't hate. That's all love is. We don't have anger. You have love. It's none of this other stuff that we've been told. And so when your enemy hates you, you, you just pray for your enemy because you don't you see that they can't help it. I'm telling you, it's a perfect way of living. But you must be born again. Christ came so that we can return to the Father. Yes, sir. That makes sense? Yes. Do you still have that little void emptiness down in the soul of your belly? I do, but I, I do. Um, I do because I need to, um, like, talk to my dad. You need to what? Talk to my father. Yeah. Why you haven't done it already? I just wasn't very reflective in... Um, you know, after my mom died, and then I started coming here, I began to reflect. You know, I hate to say it, but it was kind of a good thing. <laughs> that your mother I, died? Kind of. I mean, it I hate to say it. was a good thing she, that your mother died? I wouldn't say good thing. No, I know what you mean, child. No, I'm kidding. I mean, I'm but, joking. but it kind of set me free, it and it right. set me on this path. That's so right. there was that. And if, no, I know what you mean. You know what I'm saying? So I That's have what to, I tell mothers. Get out of the way of your children. You're standing between God and your children. Try to be God. You want them to focus on you. Get out of the way. Yeah, but when I... If when you I, move to East Berlin, <laughs> your mama, come over there. But then it's like, when I think about worry and I think about this, I always think, well, you, you know, you can give that to God. Like, you know, so it's not quite there yet. I'm kind of doing it. Like, I'm sorry you've been told that. See, that's another setup. Oh, don't worry. Give it to God. How do you give that to God? And then you say, okay, I gave it to God, right? And you feel better for a few minutes, but then it come right back. God wants you to have peace and worry. Worrying is not peace. And he doesn't want you to ever go into that darkness and worry because it shows a lack of faith. Mm -hmm. It shows that Satan is your father. And he, once you enter, he draws you into the kingdom. You can't come out and go back into worries. Right. But, but you got to deal with your father. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the hold back? Um, nothing. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I am going to contact him. It's just, you know, it's just, it's, you know, I'm going to contact him. I, I am going to do that. And what's been holding you back thus far? You know, I, I don't know. Just not very aware, not very present, just not thinking about it. If you want to become a daughter of God, and then he would take that void away from you. You got to return to your earthly father. You got to forgive your father. You can never love God and resent your earthly father. You got to return to him. And, and the weird thing, interesting thing is you don't need anything from him except your identity. You want that yearning that you have. You need that from your earthly father. A mother can't give it. The father give it to the boys and the girls, young or old. It comes from the father. And the liberals, the feminists don't want you to know that. They hate the men because they hate God. They hate their earthly father first. So they hate anything that looked like a man. But you got to reach. And you hear people say, oh, God is a she. God is a it. I asked one woman on my radio show, uh, you believe in God? And she's like, oh, I believe in Something, she said, uh, a higher power. I believe that he's out there somewhere. <laughs> oh, what do you mean he's out there somewhere? You know, God is with us and above, but he's inside of us. And that's where he reached. Before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must forgive. Go and forgive your father. Your life is going to change. It's going to be amazing. There are no words to express what's going to happen to you once you forgive your earthly father. All right. Because how can you say you love God and who you never see and hate your earthly father who you see all the time? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't work. Yes. Yes. Uh, on YouTube, Brianna Pacey says, you say that the mom is there to show their kids love and compassion. But is it bad to show them too much love? If so, how much love and compassion should you show them? I said I said that the mother is there to show love and compassion. You say that the mom is there to show their kids love and compassion, but is it bad to show them too much love? Yes. Um, the type of love that human beings show each other. 
And the type of love that mothers show children is not love, it's hate. It's not love at all. That's why it destroys and doesn't build up. If you notice, the mothers will do everything they can for their kids while they're growing up. And by the time the kids turn 13, 14, and 15, they go out of whack. And you wonder, what happened? I loved you. I sent you to school. I bought you a car. I gave you food. I did everything. What happened? Uh, they didn't have love to give. The love comes from God, through Christ, through the father, through the mother. And if a woman is not getting that love from her husband or the kid's father, there is no love. No love. And that emotion that you feel that feels like love is coming from hate. It's coming from anger. Anger awakens your emotions. Anger awakens your sexual appetite and everything. That's why once you overcome the anger, you get control over your, your whole self. You're not controlled by sex and that desire. You're not controlled by drugs or a need like that. But as long as you had an anger, it awakened that and you're controlled by it. You can't help yourself. You really can't. But the love, uh, compassion is not love like earthly love in a fallen state. Compassion is the light unto your feet. So the kids look at the father and mother and they see what's working through them. And that's what love is. If you got anger working through you, they see that it corrupt the kids. If you have God's nature working through you and then they give life to the kids. But you don't have love unless you've been born again. Isn't that amazing? And that's all we hear. Love, love, love. But you can't love. Human beings don't have love. I used to think that. I, when I used to date a lot, I was looking for love. And when that love left, I jumped off the bridge. I sat by the dock of the bay. <laughs> Watched the tile go away. It, it's not in us. It has to be born into it. We have to be born into it. We had it as kids. But it's what's destroyed because we start to resent our parents. Yes, sir. You have your hand. Is there another question? Another question. Oh, okay. But it's um, going back to your last topic. Okay. Um, MP Annan asks, how can we be sure that there is a God? How can you be sure? That, oh, that's a good question. I want somebody else to respond to that first. That's a really good question. Uh, Mark, how can you be sure there is a God? Um, there was a recent debate between Sam Harris and Ben Shapiro about, you know, an atheist and an Orthodox Jew. And essentially, Ben Shapiro said, without God, and Dennis Prager says the same thing, there is no morality. So if you're going to be like, I'm science, I'm objective, then there's great arguments for slavery, for abortion, for genocide. So whenever you think that's not right, that's not right, oh, that's the right thing to do, God is there in that moment. There's nothing else to explain that. To add to that, the way you get to know that there is a God is to know yourself. Start paying attention within to self. Then you will know that there is a God. I'm telling you, when he said that uh, the kingdom of heaven is within, if you get to pay attention to you, Never mind anyone else. Don't put your eyes on someone else. At all times, watch yourself. You will know that there is a God. Really, you will know. And if that's, I don't know if that's the only way you can know, but I do know it starts with you and it starts within. It really does. So get to know yourself and then you will know. Anybody else here? Uh, no. All right. She was just following up with um, your question about the mother yes. and compassion. Um, she says, also to add to my question, how much love should your earthly father show? Unless he's born again and returned, you know, by returning to his father, it's the same thing. He's going to get uh, emotional, angry love from the father and it's going to destroy. That's why you must be born again. So, the real love can work through you. Christ said that his father was with him and it was the father that was doing the work. Well, that's what he would do through us. And the reason that he has created us not to find your purpose. You hear people, oh, how do I find my purpose? Uh, not to find your talent. Oh, those things will find you. 
But we were created so that he can create love through us. And so when men, that's why men are so weak, because they have no love now. They are very angry. They're very emotional. They have fear. They have doubt. They have worries. They're, they're no different than the woman because they have not been born again. And so unless a man be born again, he's going to corrupt the children too. We'll spoil them. We'll corrupt them. We'll do everything that a woman would do if he has anger. That's why you got to let the anger go because everyone and their mama who has anger is of your father, the devil. And there is no love in anger. No love at all. And I know some people want to think that there is. And they say, oh, we need anger to defend ourselves. We need. No, you don't. You need the power of real love to defend yourself. It's greater than anger. Believe me. So I hope I answered that. Men need to be born again, especially nowadays. I have never seen so many weak, emotional, pathetic, poor excuses of men in all my born days. I didn't know it was possible. I remember when I was weak like that, at least I knew I was weak. <laughs> and I just didn't know how to overcome it. You know, like, Lord, help me. I know I got some problems here. What's wrong with me? But men nowadays accept it as though it's normal. They're becoming feminist people. When a man says he's a feminist person, you better run, ladies. That's a woman. An angry woman, by the way. You don't want that. You absolutely don't want it. All right. Uh, any other questions? Yes, sir. And we're going to talk about how you get to this salvation thing. You make an interesting statement when you say um, you can know God by knowing yourself. We're all living and we experience our emotions and our thoughts and, and everything. It would seem that to say know yourself, it's like whenever you try to talk to people about what's going on in their life, they'll say, you don't know me. Implying that I know myself. Yeah. So what exactly, you know, because the world thinks of knowing yourself as something different, I think, than what you're saying. So can you explain the difference? Very good question. Knowing yourself only means to watch what is going on inside of you. This warfare between good and evil. This battle that's happening inside of you. And you see this thing that has made a home in you. That will not allow you to do the things you wouldn't ordinarily do. It makes you do something that things that you don't want to do, like be angry or lie, cheat, steal, whatever. It, you, you're going to see that going on with you. And you're also going to recognize that there's something else that's trying to help you through that. It helps you to realize of yourself, you could do nothing. And of yourself, you know nothing. And so when you see that going on inside of you, you stop fighting. You give up the fight yourself and relax and let the warfare happen. You relax in it and let it take its place because you see that it's a spiritual battle going on inside of you. And when you and when you understand that, everything opens up for you. You stop being mad at yourself for being so crazy. You don't puff up when things are well because, you know, you have nothing to do with it either way. You didn't make yourself evil. You didn't put that spirit inside of you. It came as a result of overreacting. And so you just kind of relax and go on. And also, you're going to see that there is no you. I hate to tell you that. But there really is no you. And so, like, you're going to see that happen. But just watch what's going on in your mind and in your body. All the stuff and pain and stuff that you feel. Just watch it. It's amazing. And some, a lot of people don't want to watch that because it makes you feel like you're nothing. It makes you feel unimportant. Everybody want to feel important. You don't make me feel important. That's because you're not. You see the people in Hollywood, they, do the, they walk the, uh, what do you call that walk thing? When they go into a premiere, they have all these lights and, yeah, and they be like walking. 
And I'm like, look, are they feeling so important? <laughs> and the people looking, flashing cameras and applauding, it just makes you feel so important. That's nothing. Really, it's absolutely nothing. But then we'll see it and we're blind and we'll want that too. So we become a rapper. So we can walk the aisle <laughs> and feel important. You want to return to the Father, I'm telling you. You want salvation on earth. The kingdom of heaven is right here, right now. And you want to live your life. It is so amazing, I'm telling you. Just imagine living a life with no fear. No doubt, no worry. It's just not even a part of your thinking anymore. It's been taken away from you. And you're able to get up in the morning and have your little prayer time, get dressed and go to work. And whatever happens in that day is fine with you. It's just fine. You're just going your way, being with the Father, going your way, having fun, doing your job. And it's just nothing. Isn't that an amazing way to live? You, you, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing. You must be born again. Yes, you are. Who disagrees with me? I want some disagreeers. Oh, okay. I'm coming back to you. Yes. Sarah P. <laughs> says, Sarah P. says, how do you explain men who are atheists but still good men? There's no such thing as a good atheist. <laughs> First of all, as Esteban will remind us, no man is good. <laughs> no such thing. They have been, uh, atheists have been deceived a lot of times. You know, they, some of them, most of them grow up with Christian parents, but their parents are not the example of love or God. And so they say, you know what? If this is what God is all about, forget it. I'm going atheist. There is no God. Or they, uh, you know, they hear other people talk about God and what it's like. Or they try to live that godly life and it didn't work. So they say to themselves, I can't live right. This is too hard. God has put in too much on me. I don't want this. And so they become atheists. And I know how that feels because I remember when I used to try to overcome my sins it was difficult. And I'm like, you know, we would go to church and the preacher would preach, don't do this, don't do that. And I'm like, oh, cool, I'm not going to do it. And before I can get home, I'm already thinking, <laughs> where can I stop off, you know? <laughs> you know and, and I used to say, wow, God, if you were with me, I just went to church and I just paid my tithe, I did the prayer. How come I'm not in control here? You know, and if, that can make you go atheist. Because you get, you become, you feel angry that you can't live this life that the preacher talked about. So my thing is, don't try. You can't do it on your own. Stop being frustrated about it, about not living that which you've been taught. You can't do it on your own. So until you get to this place, you might as well just go and have a good time. But don't do that. But don't be mad about it. All right, you can't change yourself. You literally cannot change. You don't have the authority to do it. It has to be taken away from you. And the sooner you start reacting to it, overreacting to it, it's over. So when you go home tonight and you smoke pot because it's Christmas, don't beat yourself up about smoking the pot. Just be aware that you're smoking the pot. All right? And know that you don't want to smoke the pot. But just light the joint up. <laughs> Here's how you do it. So you get the weed. <laughs> and you fold it. You can tell I used to smoke pot, huh? But be aware of, of folding the pot, too. Don't be like, oh, this is going to be good. Oh, Lord. Oh, you know, be aware of uh, folding the pot up. And you lick it. <laughs> Anybody ever done that? Yeah. I know. All these, all these potheads up here won't admit it. 
you link it, and then and then be aware of yourself lighting it. You know, like you know, like don't 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 get into. I can't wait to puff the first one up. <laughs> and I'm telling you, being aware would change it. You will lose the appetite for it. It really will. I'm telling you. That's why I'm saying, don't beat yourself up about it. Don't be mad. Try not to get into it. But if you find yourself, God, okay, one more time, right? Uh, but just be aware of it. That's all. Even when you're dating guys and ladies, you should not be having sex out of wetlock and all that. But let's say you had a couple extra glasses of wine. <laughs> and you know you shouldn't be doing this, right? You know you shouldn't be. And it's just so heavy on you. Do it, but do it with a sense of awareness. It's best not to do it. You hear me saying, don't do it, folks. But let's say you, it's Christmas. <laughs> so here's what you do. <laughs> don't do it, though. <laughs> you hear me, Francisco? When you go salsa dancing and you run across that woman, don't do it. That's right. But, but if you have to, don't get all into it. Don't get all, you know, into the imagination of it. Don't be all into the feelings of it. Do it with a sense of consciousness and you won't be able to do it. Because you need the imagination to do it. And if you don't have the imagination, you cannot do it. It's like trying to chew on a dry piece of wood or something. You cannot do it. So you, and that consciousness is the mind of God, and he is, he's taking away the appetite of it. But when you go unconscious, you're all into it. Um, Satan got your mind, and he's working your imagination, creating all these images for you and all that kind of stuff. But if you stay conscious, you won't do it. And if you do it anyway in a state of consciousness, it'll be so fast, you won't even know what happened. Ten seconds is over. I'm telling you, you've got to come into the presence of God by being aware in this moment and things will change. That's how it changes. Unconsciousness will not change it. Awareness will change it because that's the mind of God. So whatever you're going through, stop being mad. Stop trying to change yourself. Just be aware. Even when you eat food, and I'm, I'm telling you, this totally works. And I used to eat ice cream and peanut, strawberry, uh, strawberry pop with uh, uh, ice cream that has nuts in it. Black. Yeah, black walnut. And then sometimes I put peanut butter cookies in there and, and sit down in front of the TV and just go totally unconscious. <laughs> it's so good. Oh. But then when I became aware, I don't have that kind of appetite now. If I do it, which I've done it in a long time, if you be aware of it, you don't want it. That makes sense? I'm telling you, this is why you need to get to know yourself so you can see what's going on. Just be aware of what you're doing. Don't get caught up in imagination. God said to bring every thought into captivity. Every thought. That means the ones that seem good and the ones that seem bad. Don't get into them. Let them pass. Then you will know God. And whatever your issues are, they'll fall away. Isn't that something? Stop trying. You cannot do it on your own. Yes, Force. So you're passionate about these, about these sins, right? You look forward to them. When, when well, you, no, I don't look forward to them. But, and, and another thing, too, let me add. Well, you look forward to them before you stop observing them objectively, right? Yes, when you're in that fallen state, yes. Okay, so now uh, as they fall away one at a time, what happens to your passion for life? Where does it go? Then real passion come forth. Because that's a false passion. Okay. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a false passion. That's a passion that leads to death. But real life come forth and you love life then. Because you have peace, you can see. Whatever is in store for you is happening. 
You don't have to make it happen. It happens on its own. So that's the real passion that you want. Right here. I saw your hand, right? A while back? I don't know. I got a... You forgot? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Um, that makes sense a little bit? Yeah. Any questions about that? You got your hand? Oh, okay. This is so good. Now, look. I'm a dummy. I'm not bright at all. Right, Joel? Right. You hear, <laughs> you hear me reading on my, on my show? I can't read. Lord have mercy. Whenever I read something on the show, and I do well with it because I went over and over and over before I had to read it, he's like, wow, you read that good. We're like making a big deal of it. <laughs> but what I want you to know, the Father is with me. And if he's with you, you got it made. Really, I'm telling you. He's not into this intellectual thing that the world is into. He, that's not about him. His intellect is greater than the world's intellect. It really, really is. I had a caller call my show. He's like, Jesse, and he doesn't agree with me, with me about a lot of things. He's like, I really, I've seen you interview people with PhDs and DSDs and all kinds of Ds, and you just wipe them out. Yeah, and I do. And yeah, it's not me, but the Father is in me. His intellect is greater than Satan's intellect. It really is. And it's in all of us. But you've got to return to it. You've got to return to it. And it's so much fun when you return to it. It really is. And the reason that it's fun because you have perfect peace. I literally have perfect peace. And Christ came to bring that to us. But you've got to drop the anger. You've got to forgive. You got before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must forgive. And the kingdom, kingdom is right here, right now. It's not in your tomorrow. It's not in yesterday. It's not in the clubs. It's not in your money. It's not in your friends. It's in you. Right here, right now. You can t- study the scriptures until the cows come home. But if you're not been born again, you just have intellectual knowledge of good. You already you already are an evil person, so you know about evil. You read the Bible now, you know about good. You just have the knowledge of, but you haven't changed at all. Yes, sir. That's right. Oh well, with the atheist thing that started the whole conversation you're having now, I think people want to. They take the conversation that Jesus said: the child, the snake, and the egg. That when somebody says, "Oh, people are good," no, nobody is good. But even an evil person knows that if their child is hungry and asks for an egg, they're not going to give them a snake. So I think they take that. They, that's their level of goodness. So evil people that's can a do good, point. good stuff. Yeah. It's not true. It's- Just because somebody gives you stuff, that doesn't mean that you're good. <laughs> Satan gives you things. The welfare gives you things. The drug dealer gives you things. <laughs> I mean, that's not, that's not a sign of being good. The sign of good is when you love your neighbor Ask yourself, when they yell at you, when they call you names, when they talk about you, when they, whatever they do, and you're not moved by that because you understand they can't help it, you see what's driving them because you saw that and see that in yourself, then that's, that's good because that's God working through you. All right. Any questions? I really. So here's what here's what you do, folks. Get to know yourself. I have a silent prayer thing, a prayer on my website. You can download, no no cost at all. I highly recommend you download the silent prayer and just start doing it. Sit still and do that, and God will take over. He really will, because you have to let go in order that he might take over. Give up, and nothing you can do, because it's all spiritual all the time. It really is, and I like what you said about morality. The, the more values that comes from him give life to us. It's a solid foundation. And if you turn away from that, you have nothing. You have no foundation at all. So do the prayer, watch yourself, and it'll work out. All right? It will work out. And start doubting every thought you get. Every thought you get is a lie. Doubt it. Don't believe it. Adam believed into the lie. And we fell into hell. Now we have to doubt the lie, and you have faith. You're out of it. But you don't believe anything your thoughts tell you. They're all from your father, the devil. Merry Christmas to you. Don't forget to donate to the church and to the nonprofit. Um, 
by going to rebuildingtheman.com, rebuildingtheman.com, or you can call 800-411-BOND, 800-411-2663, and we uh, appreciate your support. Next week, starting Tuesday, we're off with the radio and TV show, but starting Tuesday, we're live. We're doing live shows at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And I've been told that I, I will be on Newsmax three hours all next week. They're going to carry the show live. I'm sitting there for some other people. So on Newsmax, you can watch it live the whole three hours. Three hours, that's good. Um, what else? Is that every day? Uh, Tuesday through Friday. Tuesday through Friday next week. All right? Um, have a good time. Watch your backs. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you all for coming. I do appreciate it.